the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. my visionary friends. Thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on another exciting adventure into future possibilities. You're listening to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts and information with today's leading esoteric and scientific experts supporting the co-creation of a better tomorrow. You're a very important part of this discussion. Email info at missionevolution.org with any comments or questions. We'll address them on the very next show. So put on your thinking cap and join us in another exciting exploration of possibilities. This hour will consider out-of-body information, prophetic or delusional. Evolution requires transformation of consciousness. In order to evolve, we need new information and perspective. Otherwise, we're simply operating under the same old limiting concepts. This does not facilitate change. The dilemma is determining where to come by reliable new data. One method, accessing more expansive information used by prophets and esoteric practitioners for millennia, is through trance states and out-of-body travel. However, the art of entering the trance state or participating in out-of-body travel is very complex and demanding. There are few places left where one can acquire reliable training to do so. If we don't have a certain amount of genetic predispositions to the gift, combined with extensive training and knowledge of how to interpret the material received, we run the risk of doing more harm than good. Esoteric data is very difficult to prove. How can one tell if it's reliable, profound, or simply coming from personal damage, bias, and belief systems? When dealing with out-of-body information, how can we ascertain whether it's prophetic or delusional? With us this hour to explore the mysteries, gifts, and pitfalls of -of out-of-body information is Marilyn Hughes. Marilyn founded the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation in 2003. Mission, reduce spiritual and physical hunger worldwide. Marilyn has written 105 books, 40 magazines, and 18 CDs on out-of-body travel and comparative religious mysticism. Marilyn has experienced, researched, written, and taught about out-of-body travel and mysticism since 1987. Her website, outofbodytravel.org. Marilyn, on behalf of myself and our listeners, thank you for joining us on Mission Evolution. Thank you for the invite. I'm happy to be with you. So how did you become interested in out-of-body travel? Well, you know, it kind of found me. (laughs) You know, when I was young, I had a very mind-changing experience at the age of nine. I had a a very profound experience uh, that I would say went beyond an out-of-body experience, very prophetic, as you're talking about, uh, with the uh, 
you know, the entire sky is opening up, the marble staircase, angels on either side. And I was uh, uh, going up that staircase and I saw God the Father, who I perceived to be God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son. And I was given a lot of instruction during that experience um, and a lot of information on different challenges I'd face um, during the next, you know, decade of my life or so. And, um, and I was told that this gift would return to me at a certain time and that I had a, a certain destiny and a certain mission to fulfill. And so then it did return at the age of 22 and, and, uh, that's what I've been doing since. So, <laughs> so tell me what, what were you going through at age nine? What precipitated the, uh, event? Um, well, you know, I was just going through a regular childhood. Um, I always was a little bit different in that I, um, I always was more, um, interested in things of a higher nature, um, and, you know, things that had to do with mysteries, you know, some of us were just more naturally inclined to that from a very young age. I was definitely one of those was very, um, was very much, um, uh, very faithful to God, to Jesus Christ from a very young age, even though I, uh, you know, was surrounded by a lot of people who didn't have any beliefs of any kind. It was just came very natural to me. Um, so there really wasn't anything unusual going on. It was just something that uh, happened in my life that was a little unusual at that time anyway no longer unusual <laughs> so it's, it's more of a, a religious alignment is this is this how it um, um, came across for you um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say religious alignment um, in this you know people confuse the fact that it has to do with God to having to do only with religion now my journey in particular has taken me into the ancient sacred texts of the prophet saints mystic sages and ascetics and you know can, even can i ask can i ask do you mean literally you've studied these yes and, mm -hmm. and where did you come across them well i was shown them in the out-of-body travel experiences that i would have and then i would go have to go seek them out and find them how, how many translations had they been through, the ones that you did come across? Uh, I don't really know on all of them. Every, you know, I have about 5,000 of them, so they each have different versions. Um, I mean, just even in terms of the Bible translations, I have probably about 15 different ones, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it just depends. Different um, uh, different sacred texts have been through different uh, procedures because you know you've got ones that have come from Islam, Hinduism, J Judaism, Jainism, Sikhism. I, so I, you're you're using comparative mythology by combining them all? Comparative mysticism. Okay. Um, yes, um, somewhat, yes. Mm -hmm. So what is your training in the form of out-of-body travel? My training actually came directly from the out-of-body travel experiences as they came to me. I was taught by the angels and in the mystical spheres, and there were also spiritual teachers and guardians who would be brought through. Uh, you know, I've been doing this now for 
well over 30 years. So you're, you're telling me that all of your teachers have been esoteric and not in the physical form? Um, in the mystical sense, yes. Not to say that, no, I have learned from people in the physical world, yes. And I have, um, as you see in my bio, I also have taken... I also have received an education in um, many levels of theologies and all kinds of uh, psychological modalities. But when I'm talking about out-of-body travel and mysticism, yes, you are taught mystically. That's how it's done. Yeah, you well, know. Who says it's done that way, exactly? Uh, the those who teach it, which is if you if you actually read the ancient sacred texts of the mystics. Um, the prophets, saints, mystics, sages, ascetics, etc. You will find that this is how it has always been done for the last five thousand years. This what, is what, how what about, we what about, learn. What about what about all the um, shamanic traditions where the initiations and the training come from the other shaman, from, you know, and is passed down through the family line? That's done physically as well as spiritually, isn't it? Right, but. The shamanic training was originally attained in the mystical state. All of the shamanic practices, all of the healing rituals of the tribal religions are things that are first experienced in the mystical state. In but how does, one how does one translate the information accurately if there's been no training? I mean, a lot of this stuff, is, as you know, comes through in a uh, metaphorical form, and we have to translate it to make sense to the linear mind in ordinary reality. So how, if you don't have any training in that, how do you know that you're interpreting it accurately? I didn't say that I don't have any training in it. I have extensive training in mystical theology, as in... Um, many other forms of theology, as well as the other psychological modalities that I've told you about. But you receive the training mystically, which is the manner in which it is done. This has been something that Black Elk spoke about in terms of his great vision, bringing his great vision to the ground. This is how it works mystically. And this is how it's always worked. You learn how to do this through energy. And this is why, ironically, in speaking of evolution, when you're talking about the mission, the mission being evolution, you have to understand the energetic component. The energetic component comes through the mystical training, which comes through these out-of-body experiences. It is a combination of many things. You know, it is prayer, it is meditation, it is spiritual reading, it is study, um, but it is also then practice. And you are given actual mystical training when you are actually becoming a, a, a successful out-of-body traveler in these spheres. And that's where you're going to learn um, these energetic things and actually attain to these energetic things that have to do with vibrations. Because as I've spoken in many interviews, knowledge is not information. Well, it we're is going, we're, 
going it to have is to pick vibration. Up, we're going to have it to is. pick up this on the other side of a commercial break. Okay. Marilyn and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. We're going family style deal because I want a bite of your Big Mac and I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. This in from one of our audience regarding the episode entitled, Lost Children, Evolution of Foster Care. MD states, I don't know if you know it, but 70% of runaway foster children become sex trafficking victims. I learned this when I was a special investigator for Texas CPS and part of the N. TX Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. Thank you for the information, MD. Bringing awareness to the situation is the first step in finding solutions. And thank you for your service in the task force. You must be a remarkable woman. Curious, dear audience? Visit missionevolution.org archives for lost children, evolution of foster care, and give us your take on it. With us this hour discussing out-of-body travel is Marilyn Hughes. Her website, outofbodytravel.org. Marilyn, uh, in the first segment, we were discussing, you know, where the information comes, where the training comes, how we're able to uh, know that we're doing proper interpretation. And part of the point I'm trying to make here is, um, sure. can, can anyone learn to do bo- out-of-body travel? Uh, most people are able to do this because, in reality, most people experience out-of-body travel in their sleeping they're just unconscious of it it's a subconscious event and so what they are actually doing is bringing it to the conscious mind so most people are able to do this Um, I have several books that are very helpful in uh, bringing people from if they're just beginning they can start with come to wisdom's door and the mysteries of the redemption one one of the one of the things that I have witnessed, and I'm sure a lot of us are witnessing increasingly out there, is one, um, the information we're getting through the normal channels is pretty skewed and pretty jumbled, and we don't know what to trust and what not to trust. Right. But then there's also these self-proclaimed um, psychics that are coming from their personal damage, are ill-trained, have not gone through the personal processing required, and they're pretty much charlatans and are taking people's money. How can we tell? If we, then they might be well-meaning. So how can we tell if we're properly receiving and interpreting the information or if we're coming from our personal damage and issues? Well, you have to learn discernment. Um, and that's one of the things that my books will teach you. One way that you can tell that right off the bat is everything that I have is offered freely. You can go to my website, download all my books for so free. So how, how did you learn discernment? 
Discernment, again, is something that you learn through spiritual reading, also through studying the different theologies, but primarily um, mystical theology, ascetical theology. These are um, the sciences of the soul, which help Did you us... Find- did you find that you had to readjust your reality and your way of thinking in order to embrace this? Um, yes, I think everyone who actually goes through this process, you know, we, we talk about it that when someone really enters the spiritual path, they will undergo a purification process. And so they will go through this uh, process that you're saying many people have not. And we, we all know of, of situations like that. But what um, but we teach at the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation is, the, is that purification, discrimination, and discipline process, which is that entirety of the soul transformative process, cultivation of the soul, which is the actual purpose of why we've incarnated here, so that we accelerate the spiritual journey and stop wasting time, so to speak. What, what are the challenges of out-of-body travel? Uh, well, the challenge, there's cha- challenges with it that uh, the biggest thing being for people to achieve the consciousness states to be able to attain to it. Uh, especially in today's world, there's so much noise. People are not used to turning this, you know, getting back into the solitude, the silence, the, the prayer and the meditation. Um, you have to devote periods of time you know I ask people to start out with blocks of three hours on their meditations because you have to give your um, practice uh, a sincere block of time that allows for your consciousness to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper this is not a a simple process or or just a little level of consciousness that's easily attained at the surface you have to be able to give it time and effort and sincerity this is as you mentioned um, this is a transformative process people are going to go into these out-of-body experiences you're going to be shown things just as we all hear about people who have near-death experiences who go through life reviews we're going to go through similar events where we're going to be shown things about ourselves the energetic truth as we call it which helps us to uh, make changes in our in our lives in the way we see things in our misperceptions and in the way we way we see how we treat other people uh, things we need to do differently at one at some point or another how can you tell if the information you're getting is simply personally for you allegorical in nature and or for someone else or for the larger uh, body of humanity well um as you become more and more adept at it it becomes more clear uh there's kind of a discernment process in that you know i have a whole bunch of books on so what learning what do you mean how, dis- you know, how can we how can we tell if we're discerning i mean it's a process it's a process of purifying yourself so is what you're bringing through before you've purified more ac- or less accurate than what you bring through later and how do you reconcile yes. that um your ter- your interpretations of it will be more 
accurate, you're going to need to form your conscience. And that's part of the spiritual reading, the study of mystical and ascetical theology. It's not a simple, you know, one word answer. There is a real process. We also have a course of study at the site that's free for people to take. And that will help them learn this discernment, which is a lengthy process. It's not... This seems to be an evolutionary process, if you will. It is. In it other is. words, the information you start to bring through at once, the first times, um, is shallow and maybe even inaccurate. How do you know when you've arrived, so to speak, and you have not, some reliable information? Not necessarily inaccurate. No, there's a lot of generalizations that are being thrown out. No, what you'll have is you'll start out with information that is more going to be dealing with some of the more surface contents, the issues that need to be dealt with in the beginning, and then it gets to deeper and deeper, deeper issues of the soul. And so those issues are not necessarily inaccurate. And a lot of times, uh, and yes, of course, people can, uh, uh, you know, uh, discern or even just uh, interpret the experience that they have inaccurately and that's why you it's helpful to have someone who is very well versed at this to guide you along and that's why i try to stick around so that people can ask so me you're saying you're saying that even though you got yours esoterically um that it's useful for people to have someone in the physical form to guide them into it sure yeah okay so when people are getting information And in order to have the information deepen and become even more accurate and profound, they have to clear their stuff, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Do you find it very often that people get stuck because they just don't want to look at their stuff and start to project? Um, there, there is, there are those kinds of obstacles, but most of the sincere seekers who actually begin this process in their soul are much more humble uh, than you would than you would expect and despite the difficulty of looking at ourselves deeply uh, they will do it anyway it's it's difficult but you know we understand that unless we actually do this we will not accelerate our path we kind of like stand still we're not we're not following the mission of evolution you know <laughs> well there's sure a lot of people out there that aren't interested in evolving and yet still proclaiming to have the skill the talent and selling their wares right. how can a you know, buyer beware how can a person tell if they're dealing with someone that is has you know genuine access to esoteric information versus somebody that's a charlatan whether they know it or not well you you do have to you do have to develop the the discernment capabilities um you know if someone's asking for some ridiculous amount of money um if some there there are a lot of things that are to be learned from mystical ascetical Uh, theology that will give you clues, that will give you a a framework, the foundation of understanding, uh, uh, you know, this whole development of your conscience thing, where then you will know, okay, this is a red flag, this is a red flag, this is a red flag. You also learn these things from the experiences as they go. 
Um, so what's let's we have just a little bit time left in this in this segment. What do you mean by development of consciousness? Well, you have to form your conscious your conscience. You know, um, in Catholicism, we, uh, it is spoken of how uh, the moral law is written in our hearts. However, if we do not actually engage in the spiritual reading which assists us in actually forming it further then our judgments our determinations our our opinions can be rather not well formed Mm. well it is that magic moment we are going to have to take a commercial break marilyn and i will return to our discussion shortly so you stay right there this is the mission evolution radio show we're coming to you on the exxon broadcast network www.xzbn.net This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. Did you know our entire Leading Edge Information Packed episode collection is available to listen or download with our compliments? Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. Our special guest this hour is Marilyn Hughes. We're speaking about the reliability of -of out-of-body travel information and prophecy. Her website, outofbodytravel.com. Org. Marilyn, we were starting to get into some interesting things. Um, the this, you know, the spiritual conscience, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that you know I have noticed and has been <laughs> remarked upon is how the religious practices have been taken and slightly distorted in some cases and used to control people through guilt. How can you be- get beyond your guilt to actually access what's written in your heart? Well, um, that's actually a very good point because, uh, you know, uh, I wrote a book called Near Death and Out-of-Body Experiences of the Prophets, Saints, Mystics, and Sages and World Religions, which talks about how the birth point of most of these religions goes back to these ancient sacred texts and finds that birth point in uh, out-of-body travel because these revelations were such events. Um, what happens is that, you know, out-of-body travel mysticism these are not structured events but when people try to take these uh, mystical out-of-body travel events and bring them down into a structured form they they create something that will deviate from its original intention just by its nature because it's not like that the spiritual is always uh of a different nature it's expansive it's it's not it cannot be contained in that way yeah, i understand this but at the same time how we do need we to get, bring it we need to right. bring it into practicality in order to use it in the practical world right and that and there it seems to me like it's subject to a lot of distortion if we're not very careful how do you get around that? Well, what you have to do is you have to engage in a practice. 
Um, and so whatever faith that you are practicing, first of all, you want to engage in, you know, the formation of your conscience according to the faith that you're comfortable with, whether it's a specific uh, well-formed faith or a tribal faith or, you know, something, you know what I mean? Um, part of how you're going to do this is your own practice. It's the, you know, out-of-body travel is the means which you can open the door to actually understanding your own conscience and what is correct and true according to the eye of God versus your own eye. You know, in the out-of-body travel states, there's something called energetic truth, which is the truth behind any interaction or anything that is happening in the mystical spheres and on earth based on the real truth, uh, the real eternal truth, rather than through our own eyes. And we can is, see and experience those is things. There, is there such a thing as ultimate truth, or is it an evolving thing? It, it, there is. There is. And so when you're in these states, you absolutely can feel that. It actually enters into you. So when you have a misperceived truth, when you have something that you are doing that you don't recognize that is not serving life, so to speak, you will feel it. You will feel it not only from the standpoint of how it harms yourself, how it is keeping you from moving closer to God, how it harms other people. You will feel and see and experience your own actions as they are experienced by other people. This is the most effective means that I have ever seen um, for people to make real change when they return. And so that's why out-of-body travel really is the key to everything. Well, but there's more little, to it. There's a, a little, lot more to let's it. Let's talk a little bit about prophecy, okay? Okay. Um, because um, you've been talking, we're talking destiny and prophecy here, here, here ultimately. What exactly is prophecy? Well, prophecy is... Uh, is, you know, the prophetic gift is a different type of gift that is given to certain souls who are going to see into future events. Usually the prophetic gift is is referred to as something that has more of a global significance or to a mass consciousness significance rather than just to individuals. You know, that would be okay, more of a so psychic gift. We have um, so, we have a lot of people with prophetic gifts and or psychic gifts, or at least they claim to have, and uh, they will, you know, make a prediction and it doesn't come true. What's going on there? Well, the biblical requirement was that you couldn't have any of those. So, you of know, which, I, I'm sorry of well for the biblical prophets, for those who are considered like the Old Testament prophets, they were not allowed to have any missed prophecies oh we're so, in trouble then aren't we <laughs> yeah so so i think that you're con kind of comparing apples to oranges um so when you want to to uh, uh compare a prophet to just anyone who claims to be pro a prophet that's a that's a little bit different because there are criteria that have been held throughout the ages that literally kind of go between uh, religious branches and even between tribal branches as to how you determine 
um, who the prophets really are. Well, perfect. And now we're getting to it. So where do we find this information that we can ascertain who's really a prophet and, and who is not? In the ancient sacred texts. There, it's written all throughout the ancient sacred texts. Uh, all of this stuff has been kept uh, written down and preserved in the ancient sacred texts. You know, so, you know, I think that we can get very caught up in um, what we see people saying or doing in the, you know, in the current day, rather than actually focusing on those masters and prophets and saints or mystics who have been proven, those who actually uh, were tried and tested. Well, let's, um, let's, let's go to something that, you know, most people know, and that would be Revelation in the Bible. Okay. okay. Um, and to this day, everybody's arguing over what it was prophesizing and if we're seeing it, if we're not going to see it, or if it's going to come later or what it really means. That doesn't seem real useful to me to, to find our way. So what's going on there? Well, it seems, it seems like, you know, if you were a spiritual counseling client of mine, I would ask you to reverse the, the way that you're thinking, which is, okay, so it doesn't seem real useful to you. I would ask you to consider some other alternatives in terms of the fact that you've made a lot of very solid comments about things which you need more information on. And that's the whole point here is we're trying to find some way to get esoteric information because the there information... There are a lot of ways to get it. They're all at my website. Are all they these... reliable? How can yes. an individual how yes. can an individual tell? Because so far I haven't heard anything that tells me your website or this or that or the next thing is any You're more reliable than other work. things. You have to do the work. And why would and you assume that I have not? I'm telling you that if you go to my website, you have to do the work to figure that out because it's not something that I'm going to be able to in an hour, you know, to <laughs> to explain, you know, literally 5,000 ancient sacred texts. You have so, to be willing to go there and actually then, okay, then start taking it piece by piece because this is actually part of the human journey. This well, is how we do it. We're in a very volatile part of the part of the human journey and there's yes. a whole bunch of people out there that really need some answers well and yes. i don't see any forthcoming and i know that we need to look within but once we start um accessing prophesized outcome do we have the power to shift it or are we stuck with it well we had the power to shift it to some degree you're talking about the book of revelation ironically and ironically what we are seeing right now is some of that is starting to come to pass. And there are some very reliable um, people. Uh, for instance, Father Michel, uh, and I apologize, I can't remember his last name, but you can find him on countdowntothekingdom.com. But he is uh, a priest, an exorcist, and a prophet. And... Uh, he is receiving revelations about what is happening right now, and it has to do with the book of Revelation. Part of what, has to, what you have to do is you have to uh, go through this discernment process with each thing that you take in, the things that you are looking at. Maybe, too, when you're looking at, if you're just looking at, like, psychic predictions or things like this, you're not going to find, uh, and there's a reason for this, the, the psychic predictions are coming from the management realm. 
The management realm is a realm where things are forming according to your thoughts, deeds, words, actions, etc. That is a realm that can and does change. And so when people make psychic predictions and they um, alter somewhat, that's not even surprising because they're pulling it in from the psychic realm. A, a true prophet is going to have access to a much, much, much higher sphere of existence. He is speaking with a completely different order of being. And Father Michelle would be one of these. And, you know, I obviously won't be able to explain how I believe this, know this, whatever. But, um, but these are things that can be explained. It's just you got to have enough time. But he's speaking to a completely different order of being. Up on the completely different order of being on the other <laughs> side of a commercial break. Marilyn and I will be back shortly to continue our discussion, so don't go away. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xedbn.net. Dear friends, this is Mission Evolution, radio show bringing gifted people to service of the world, or at least we try to. I love hearing from our listeners. Your thoughts are very important to me. To suggest a topic or guest that you think would be of interest, email us at info at missionevolution.org. We were sharing thoughts with Marilyn Hughes. However, we tried to go into the fourth segment, and she continued to try to advertise her website. She was contradicting herself, and we're very serious here about bringing true gifted people of service to the world, not service to themselves. Um, we kept running across different contradictions. She said the only people that were of um, could be prophets were like the old ones out of the Bible that were never wrong. And then she allows to tell me that she's prophetic. Um, it was getting very, very confusing. A lot of the information was contradictory. And so we just decided to do the last segment without the interference of contradicting information and partial truths. We're in a time when we don't have time for people playing around with prophecy and self-proclaiming that they know what's going to happen and um, you know, using it to build their ego. We need help. And indeed, there are reliable forms of 
ascertaining information from spiritual sources. However, they have been so exploited and people water them down and don't buy the, go by the protocols that are set by the ancients and say, well, oh, I had a vision. Yes. Well, do you even know what it means? Where did the vision come from? Did you have a dream? Do you know if it meant anything for you or if it simply meant things for other people? And if it meant things for other people, who are you to know what it means? So one of the things that we're taught shamanically is you don't interpret information for other people. And yet all the information comes through very allegorically and people are taking it literally. And it's causing a lot of hype, hysteria, panic worldwide, quite frankly. So we need people that go through the training that can access accurate, accurate, accurate information and at the same time be humble enough to understand that we don't get everything we're looking at. Every piece of esoteric information that comes through, even with a person that's extremely trained and has gone through their process and gone through all the initiations, it's still subject to the understanding of the individual and the understanding of the masses. And right now, if anything's going on, it's massive amounts of misunderstanding. If we can't come through from the heart, if we can't access through whatever means, whether it's our spirituality, our religion, if we can't access that place of heart, the information cannot be interpreted. And so if we're coming from ego, ego is not heart, and therefore we're getting partial or totally false information. So I apologize for having to interrupt the interview like I did, but uh, again, we take uh, very seriously the accuracy of our guests for our listeners. We take your information and what you need to get out of the show very, very seriously. I'd really love to hear from you folks on this one. You know, what do you think? Did you think that um, the information coming through was balanced and true? If not, how can we tell when we're getting accurate information? How can we tell when somebody's pulling the wool over our eyes? Because sometimes the person themselves are so lost in their own ego, they truly believe their own press. And that makes it harder to read through. So how do we tell when things aren't adding up? How do we tell when someone's actually accessing spiritual information or their own latest, greatest idea based in ego? It's definitely a challenge, and it's a challenge we have to do for ourselves as well. So when we're getting information, when we're getting hits on things, I mean, I've, I've noticed lately, you can sit down and listen to the news and you're hearing one person's side and you go, yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. That's real. And then you hear the opposite side and you go, well, yeah, yeah, that other person was wrong. And I, I see that confusion going on with it, even within myself more and more and more. And so having to step back out of ego, step back out of the press that's being presented, drop into my heart. And then listen from there. Listening from the heart is a real skill. And the only way to do it is to come back into center using your breath, whatever methods that you, you have developed. Meditation is a great one. Deep breathing is a good one. Tai Chi is a good one. There's all sorts of ways that we can leave behind all the hype and hysteria, even coming from each other and from our own internal dialogue, in order to go, okay, what balances here? What aligns with the way life works? Because life is still working fine. It's people that are getting kind of twisted and, and, and we're all being misled in one form or the other, usually misleading ourselves. So uh, if we're bringing people on the show and what they're saying isn't adding up and they 
all they're doing is hyping and, and promoting their own website, it's a red flag for me. Because that's not of service. That's of self-service. And if her website has all the end-all, know-all, I would be very, very surprised. So please, if you have any suggestions, because we do need esoteric information to find our way through these challenging and confusing times. If anyone knows of someone out there, because it's always the, who, who knows the people that are truly the good ones are the ones that their people know they're the good ones. So if you know of someone that is really, truly in service, is really, truly trained and bringing through reliable esoteric information, I'd love to have you have them sign up to be on the show because we need to find more stuff, more information from sources that are more expansive in order to create a new tomorrow, in order to create new solutions, because the old way we're going is going downhill very, very rapidly. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's part of the transition. It's part of the evolution that we are being given the opportunity to participate in. And before we evolve to a new system, the old one needs to disintegrate, bring up its constituent parts for us to then create something new. And I, I personally believe, and I would love to hear your input on it, I think we have a lot more control over what that outcome is going to be than what we're being uh, led to believe. We aren't victims. We don't have to take to the streets and scream and yell and riot. If we tend to our own interior landscape and come together from the heart in thoughtful consideration, we can come up with new information, new insights, new approaches that can change the landscape. But we can't do it from a place of reactivity. We can't do it a place from a place of listening to other people tell us what's right for us. We have to be able to go into the heart, into the truth of ourselves, into the truth of the way life works, and find it there. And that's the reliable thing that we can always go on you know, the sun comes up in the morning, it goes down at evening. The seasons come, they change, but they're still reliable. Winter, spring, summer, fall. If somebody is telling you something that doesn't align with those principles in yourself or in nature, look at it sideways. Look at it really, really, really closely. And then make your own decision. But leave the jury out so that you aren't locked down around a concept that may be partially true. I think the other thing we, in these times we need to be very, very mindful of is that all information is allegorical and what we consider to be reality is really holographic. So being able to remain in the heart but remaining open to all sorts of different alternatives is the only way we're going to find a deeper level of the truth. And I would argue with Marilyn, there is no absolute truth truth evolves and where we participate in the truth evolves as we do it evolves as we do so stay centered stay in your heart listen to your heart and your soul because that's aligned with life that's aligned with truth and the more you can weed out the parts of you that aren't really who you are and stand in the truth of who you are the more you're going to find truth and the more we're going to be a part of the solution this has been Mission Evolution, missionevolution.org on the Exxon Broadcast Center. Thank you so much for joining us.
Bites the dust. 